0: Uh, Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Marketing, Management, and Money. We are uh, glad that you could join us today. We have a kind of a fun episode that we're going to talk about, something that we find in a lot of cultures of businesses that uh, can really cause a lot of problems as they grow and develop, and they're trying to create that structure, especially if they're in a growth phase, and we call it the title myth. It's like the
1: tidal wave.
0: <laughs> the worst. <laughs> well, oh, maybe not because tidal waves do a lot of damage. That, so
1: That's title myth, <laughs> not tidal myth. Uh, yeah. Switch out the D and the T. Wow. It's like yeah. I, I live next to the mountains. Mountains, creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. The title
0: I, myth. I did grow up in the country, so, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't put it in print, so it's all good. <laughs> so, so, anyways, one thing that, you know, we've talked about, and we talk about this all the time, Ryan, that um, as companies grow, they're trying to create that structure. And it's important to have some structure and some organization and some um, uh, layers of accountability so that people know who their supervisors are, et cetera, et cetera. So there's this chain of command per se. Right, right. But, if it's not done right and if the business culture is established right, people tend to grab onto these titles and the title becomes more important than their actual job.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a big, I mean, overarching, there's this balance between structure and fluidity. You know, how yes. structured are you going to be? How fluid and flexible can you be? And you really need to have both because, you know, if you're overly structured, then you know, there's too much red tape, you're not going to move forward, you're not not going to to be competitive. Uh, If you're too flexible, then things are loose. Uh, They they create frustrating work environments because people don't know what they're supposed to do or who's doing what, and, you know, the ball gets dropped often. Um, You know, so you've got to have this balance. And one of the things that when we were, you know, uh, prepping for this episode, it brought to mind a recent experience that I had with a company that uh, they're 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 in a startup phase, and they reached out to me and they're just like, "Hey, you know, could you help us out a little bit uh, with you know with some of our structure?" And I came in, and what the situation was is they were trying to get a website update done, and so I started looking at the website update, and you know they they had this person that was assigned to do the website. But this person was assigned to do all of their marketing. And so, you know, this person was just very busy and behind and wasn't getting to the website in a timely manner. And so I asked them this question. I'm like, well, who else do you have that could do, you know, some of the, some of the lifting on the website, you know, take care of some, mm-hmm. so, some of the basic, uh, you know, basic content or structure, organization, organization, those kinds of things. And you know, we started going through who was in there, and there weren't a lot of people because it's in startup phase. So you know, it's a pretty pretty small organization. And there was this one person that came up, and I said, "Well, why don't you have them do the you know do the website?" And they said, "Oh, well, uh, they're actually a developer. You know, not not a uh, not a computer developer, but they were a product developer. Like they would they would deal with kind of the the product development." And I said. So, you know, like, like why, you know, you, you've got this product Mm -hmm. developer who they're not busy right now because it's in a startup phase. They're trying to get that sales pipeline going. And so product development is towards the end of the pipeline. And so, you know, marketing the, the person over the marketing and the sales, they're swamped, but this person over product development is not. And I'm like, well, why don't you, you know, shift your resources around a little bit? And they're like, oh, well, that's not their job. (laughs) <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you know that that's not their title. That's not what they were hired to do. And I'm like, well, do they know how to do it? They know a little bit of web, but you know they're they're not you know they're not the best at it. I'm like, well, this isn't a long term solution. This is you have an immediate need. You have you know resources that can fill that need, but you're so stuck on the title of this individual that you're not going to shift things around. See, and this is
0: what I find so ironic about something like this. Almost every company that I know when they go through the hiring process and they put out a job description, the end of the job description always says something like, and other duties as assigned. Okay. Almost everyone uses that. Okay. And I'll guarantee you half our listeners out there are going, oh yeah, I put that in there. Okay. But then all of a sudden when you say, hey, you need to be helping over here. And then someone says, well, that's not part of my job. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. We put that in there because we need the flexibility that when we need all hands on deck, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. And so I just find it interesting that something that we find so important on the front end when we start this hiring process, all of a sudden gets forgotten as soon as they're on board. How important that one concept
1: is. But okay, now I want to swing the pendulum the other way. And I, I kinda wanna put a bunch of things out there and then we're gonna we're gonna get down into some of the details. So let's go big picture for a second and Perfect. then we'll get down to the details. There's been a trend as of about the last decade where you see people that are like, I'm anti-titles. We don't have any titles anywhere mm-hmm. in our organization. We're all the same, we're all equal. Or they'll come up with things like "I'm the chief evangelical officer." I'm like, what does that mean? You're you're not I'm a church. Remember that one. Have you not seen that? No, not yet. Oh my gosh, there is a little literal title that has floated around. It's like I think it's chief evangelist or something. It's it's really weird, and it kind of just means guru of gurus. Yeah, it, it's it's nonsense to me. And everyone who has that mm. title, they're just uh, unsubscribe mm. to the podcast. Like, Dumb. <laughs> but I see these titles that are just weird or yeah. this, this trend that it's like, oh, no, there are no titles. You know, there's, there's no, uh, you know, we don't want that authoritarian or dictator or hierarchy or patriarchal type business and i agree there have been many businesses that you know the why are we doing this because i'm the boss and i said so and and yeah. so they want to break from that culture yeah. but i when i see you know no structure or you know when i see someone who is the ceo and they're listening to the intern i'm like uh uh-uh, uh no 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 the intern does not have the buy-in that you as the founder have. They don't get equal vote. They don't get equal say, you know, like there, there's a limit to what equality means. You can still treat that person with respect. As a human being, sure, you can be equal. But in the business, you've got to have some sort of structure.
0: Well, and, I, and I'll just, you know, put this in the listener's ears to think about. The strongest militaries in the world over history, not mm-hmm. just today. Don't think of just today. Over history, Okay. The, the structure is what allowed them to be functional, that when, when one person was taken out of it, they knew exactly the next person that was mm-hmm. in there so that they didn't lose the continuity, especially in the heat of battle. Mm-hmm. And that's, so that's the concept that we try to teach businesses is that the hierarchy and the chain of command is not about titles. It's about when so-and-so goes on vacation, who's filling in the gap? Yeah. And that's very clear so that so that when someone literally comes in tomorrow and says, "Hey, my mother-in-law or my mom, you know, unfortunately has passed away." We don't have to say, "Oh no, what are we going to do?" We say, "Go take care of your family because that's super important." Because we already know who's going to plug and play that. Mm-hmm. And our business goes on because the system's been created. And that's the concept that I, you know, we try to teach people all the time is that don't get stuck on the titles as much as understanding how that fits together, how those cogs mesh so that we can form very efficient no matter what happens.
1: Yeah. So this is the question I'm going to throw out there and I'm going to make it a yes or no. Let's go black and white here for a second. As an entrepreneur, should you have titles in your company or organization? Yes or no? You're asking me that? I'm asking you. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm the same. It's a definite yes. But, you have to have titles.
0: But the title needs to be... Uh, because of a main responsibility, but not be tied directly to it. Now, of course, you know, we're going to have CEOs, CFOs, uh, production managers, things like that. But the the role of that is, is a lot of times for me is to say, Hey, look, when something goes horribly wrong, this is the person who we're going to hold accountable. Mm-hmm. This is the person who had the responsibility to make sure that that piece of the business was being taken care of, not, as a title to say, hey, you know what? You're better than everyone else. I I mean, you study servant leadership and those Mm -hmm. concepts and, you know, the name of it changes over time because they try to reinvent it to write a new article so they can be published. But the reality of it is the servant leadership basically says that um, even though I may have significant responsibility in the organization and I may get paid a lot more than the guy at the bottom, however... I'm not better than the guy at the bottom. If the guy at the bottom wasn't in our organization, we wouldn't be successful. And so when I walk by and I see, uh, you know, whomever that might just be the receptionist at the front desk, that position is still, if you don't have it, you you don't take care of your customers. That engagement doesn't happen. Um, But at the same time, that individual at, at that point of contact out there, if they have a problem and they know they need help, they better know exactly who they go to that next person that can help them resolve that issue.
1: Yeah. So I hope that we have enough time. I want to tie in. You made that comment about, you know, uh, certain titles get paid more than other. uh, And, I, I'd like to tie that in. We might we might have to uh, do a follow okay. up on that. You know, talking about compensation and different things because there's there's a lot there. But I, I, I want to come back to uh, that same question that I asked, and I'm I'm gonna put am uh, I'm gonna put a couple of situations out there and see if it still holds water. If you are a one or two person company, that's all that works in the company, one or two per- people. Do you still have titles?
0: I recommend that they do for legal reasons. Okay. So that when I'm having business deals, uh, there's an association of who I am and what my role is in the organization to establish credibility.
1: Yeah. So I agree with you. Regardless of the number of people, you know, it's you and your sister are the only two that are doing this business. Give you and your sister titles. Yes. Because, so you mentioned the legal, but there's also the outside perspective. People want to know who they're talking to. Exactly. Uh, So I'm going to share a funny story. Okay, I'm ready. This is great, right? So my son, the first job that he ever had was at a pizzeria. And Mm -hmm. when he was working there, uh, you know, people would come in and complain that their pizza wasn't done the right way Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, food service, right? right? Food service teaches you a lot about customer service and dealing That's with complaints. It, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. <laughs> like, yeah. so Tough industry. Anyway, um, he found himself that he didn't mind taking those tough phone calls. You know, someone would call in and complain. He didn't mind taking those tough phone calls. And a lot of the other kids, I mean, it's it's a pizzeria, so it's just basically run mm-hmm. by high school kids. The owners are rarely there. And so all these high school kids are like, I don't want to talk to them. They're yelling. You know, they're <laughs> swearing at me. I'm not going to talk to them. <laughs> and he's like, I'll talk to them. So anyway, he, he develops this habit of you know, being the guy who gets on the phone. So much so that he told me, he's like, yeah, I had one time where I answered the phone and this guy is just like, you guys screwed up my order. I want to talk to the manager. Where's the manager? And he's like, hold on, sir. And he comes back and he just lowers his voice. He's like, I'm the manager. (laughs) And the guy on the phone was like, hey, yeah, whoever I was talking to before didn't know what they were doing. I'm glad I have... like." And it was a hilarious story because, <laughs> you know, he, he literally just played the two roles. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> the moral of the story here is that people want to know who they're talking to. And right. it's important for them to recognize whether they have a decision maker or not. And your mm-hmm. titles, you know, if you give some wonky title that doesn't make sense in, you know, in society, then they don't know if they're talking to a decision maker or not. So, you know, I am not an advocate at all of people who are like, well, I'm Grand Poobah. You know, I'm like, okay, that's funny. You're a chic culture, cool. But people need to know who they're talking to because those titles need to be for the outside world, not for you. I would agree. Um, I would agree.
0: Yeah, great, great points is companies are growing, they're adding titles, and that's the problem that they run into is that instead of actually understanding what their roles are, they're just trying to make titles to fill those positions because they're growing and we need a, we need an assistant production manager type of a thing. Well, are they really an assistant production manager? Yeah. So I find too often that they've made up titles uh, just because someone needed a little bit of help, and so they add assistant or vice president or other things. But as soon as you put that title, we know that from experience that titles go to people's heads really fast, unfortunately. yeah. And so you give the wrong title and all of a sudden now you, you know, that what we call the Peter principle, all of a sudden we promote people into um, incompetence Mm -hmm. because their, their title goes to their head. And so, they they think that they hold more weight, they shun other people, or you can't, you know, you see it all the time, you, you know, I love the, love the TV series Office, okay, <laughs> because, you know, they have a couple episodes in there that are all about titles, okay, and if you want to, I mean, they're classic of what we see in organizations of how those get played out, so I, I love watching some of those episodes on, on The Office, but at the same time, you know, all of a sudden, your title means whether or not you can or cannot be in the break room with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, all kinds of weird stuff, and and we laugh about it on the office. But I'm not kidding you; that is real life in some organizations. And I just shake my head because you're destroying the culture yeah. because of a title.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. And I want I I want to go back to you hit on this title of assistant. I see this problem a lot that if someone gets the title of assistant, are they really assisting someone? I have seen so much frustration when someone gets Mm -hmm. called as an assistant Mm -hmm. and the person that they're supposed to assist doesn't want, you know, someone else responding to their emails or someone else taking notes for them. Like they already Mm -hmm. have a a, a process in place. And just because they were given that title of assistant – they feel like they're not able to do their job because this person, you know, the person that the boss or whoever that they're assisting won't give them access or the information that they need. Right. You can solve that problem by just changing the the title. And, you know, instead of calling someone, you know, like an office assistant, you could just literally call them, you know, an office manager. And say, hey, your job is to make sure that things flow smoothly. And at times, I might need some help from you. But if you call me an office assistant or my personal assistant, you know, it's like all of a sudden, well, you know, I have got nothing to do because they haven't given me any tasks. Yeah. You know, and so it it, it is super interesting. The other thing that I want to kind of point out as you were talking that this came to mind is how often people will promote via title. And you got to be super careful. Like, mm. if you change someone's title, that's either a promotion or a demotion that's in right. their eyes. That's every right. time, that's, every time, that is correct. And, and so, if you change someone's title, uh, you either promoted them or you demoted them. And if uh, if that is not accompanied by some sort of monetary compensation, mm. that can create some issues. Great or point. they might feel like now they have more authority. Where you know, uh, and it's and and it's really really interesting. Uh, I've also seen the the opposite. I've seen some situations where uh, you know companies they don't want to have like a CFO, and yeah. so they'll just you know call someone like you know that that title of office manager. Well, all of a sudden, they're dealing with complex billing situations and, you know, someone, you know, another company, especially if it's B2B, they're going to be like, well, you know, I need to talk to the CFO. And they're like, well, I'm the office manager. No, I need to talk to the CFO. And they won't accept the office manager and they will want to go to the CEO who doesn't know anything about the billing situation. But because they hold the title, that's, you know, that's the chain of command that that they want to see. And so... You know, be be careful when you change people's titles or don't change people's titles, what that infers about what they think their job is.
0: Yeah, great, great points. Let's talk just for a minute because we've we've brought it up a couple different times. Organizations, because there there is a dominant uh, movement right now in organizations uh, to try to minimize titles or not have titles. Yeah. So. Um, Let's talk and maybe give some a uh, few pointers on if I'm in an organization or I want to establish an organization like that. How do I do that and have it so I still have a healthy structure? Because um, there's a few, you know, in my opinion, there's a there's reasons for titles, um, and if it's done right, you shouldn't fear them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, if, if you're going to try to minimize them, well, how do I do that, and what's the right way to approach that? Because otherwise. Uh, it can create a lot of confusion inside of an organization because no one really has a formal title of what they, you know, should represent. I mean, even from the simplicity of, of, you know, you look organizations and as they get bigger, they have someone who's just a PR rep Mm -hmm. solely. That's what they do Yeah, because they're trying to manage that outside perspective of what they want people to see and understand about a business. But all of a sudden you take that away, then, okay, th- what are you going to name that person and how do you get it distinguished so that they know that that's what they're doing? And when someone calls in and says, Hey, who's your public relations manager? The front person, the front office person knows, you know, who to reference them to. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause that's, you know, that's always my biggest fear when I, when I hear organizations talk about this one, because, um, uh, that, like I said, you, your your point that you made earlier is that a lot of titles really should be for the outside world when they're looking in, so they know how to do business with you. They know who to talk to when they have a problem.
1: Well, so as as you as you're talking, I'm thinking about how I like to do my personal management. You know, what's my management style here? And I think that you've got to understand the culture that you're trying to create. Uh, in businesses, you have intentional cultures and you have unintentional cultures. And, you know, we've done an episode on right. that before and, right. uh, and we talked about that. Um, you know, I, I believe that intentional cultures are where you want to be. You know, make sure that, that you're actually having the culture that you want to have in your company, not just the one that is naturally organically growing. If you're okay with how it's organically growing, that's fine. You know, it's kind of like your garden. Most of what's going to pop up is weeds. And you might have a plant that just naturally, you know, springs up. Uh, I mean, in our backyard, we have this tree that just on its own grew in a place that we wanted. And we're like, "Huh, we'll just let this thing go. And, you know, obviously it likes the, you know, environment and it's doing well. And so, uh, you know, so there's nothing wrong with organic, but I still weed my garden, you know. And and so... So I'm looking at this and I'm saying when you get into, you know, this, this uh, realm of titles, look at the culture that you're trying to create because what do titles do? They should facilitate, uh, you know, um, direction and organization. They should make it easier for communication to happen. They should make it easier for decisions to happen. And, and I don't think that people, like all too often – you know, and you alluded to this at the very beginning when you're hiring someone, you just kind of slap a title on whatever, you know, the the job posting is because you're like, well, I have to have some sort of title. And so they just sort of throw something on there and put other duties as assigned. And, you know, I'm much more of an advocate of saying, OK, what what is the decision making process that I want to have in my company and how do I facilitate that? Um, you know, if the title is going to help me, you know, get to that point. So let let me, let me, I I feel like I'm getting a little bit abstract here. I'm going to bring this into a tangible. So what happens when there's a split decision in your company? How do you break the tie? Is it a true democracy that if you have, you know, six people in, you know, in, in the conference room, and there are three people on you know that that say yes and three people that say no are you stalled out because you know there's right. th- there's there's no decision to be made or is it one of these things where it's like there's six people in there but one of them's the boss and so regardless of what the five people say the one person can trump all of those five people and i would look at that and i would say okay what, what is my decision-making process? What do I want my decision-making process to be in the company? And by the way, I'm an advocate of never giving all power to one person, even if they're the CEO. Like I love I agree. when you have a situation, if, if you've got that room of six, and let's say that the CEO wants something and four people don't want it but one person agrees with the CEO if you want to say that that's enough of a you know of a decision it's 2 against 4 but one of those people happens to be the owner great but if it's 5 against 1 they should be able to trump the CEO even though the CEO owns the company holds the purse strings you know you should never set up a situation where you cannot trump the decision of the CEO Unless you think that they are, you know, a perfect human being who never makes mistakes, <laughs> has wonderful judgment a hundred percent of the time, you know, so so I look at these titles and I'm like, okay, in the decision making process, what does your title allow you to do? Does it give you more decision making process, equal decision making process, no decision making process, and and I think that that's important to to understand.
0: Well, that, that's one of the mistakes. Um, what you're explaining is exactly what we find when an organization uh, is trying to stay away from the titles what they do the mistake that they make is they give everyone the same title
1: yeah which is nobody
0: <laughs> right I so so don't make that mistake of you know we're a team so hence we're all team leads mm-hmm. well that doesn't work because um now we become exactly what you're explaining is a still so that's I'm glad you brought that analogy up because that's the one thing that we always recommend is do not, if you're going to try to stay away from formal titles, don't give everyone the same title. Yeah. Right? Just you can see how all of a sudden it creates confusion. Um, but, and, and you know, another thing, if you're going to try to stay away from titles then is to make sure that, um, when you establish any type of a structure that, don't just make up some title that because we want to and you've brought this up to a little bit is that we 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 make up titles like grand Poobah mm-hmm. that the rest of the world doesn't recognize mm-hmm. and so that's the next thing I find is in some cultures they've they've created titles but when we look from the outside, we're like, okay, I don't really know what that
1: is or that means. <laughs> yeah, what exactly do you do? And who's in charge out, out of you and this yes. other guy? You know? So
0: so stick to a title that actually has significance. Internally, if you want to joke about what those titles are or give them a nickname, fantastic. But make sure on your business card or your website, places you're going to publish that, that it's a title that the business world in general will recognize.
1: So. A tip that I like to do is I like to put titles in tiers. And so you've got a top tier, a mid tier, a bottom tier. And depending on how big your organization is, you might have you know multiple tiers. But the idea is to say that at that top tier, maybe you're going to use the C-suite, CEO, CFO, CMO, Correct. you know uh and then you might have the tier below that you're going to call them maybe directors yes uh, you know and then the tier below that you're going to call managers and the tier below that you're going to call supervisors and the tier below that you're going to call employees and it helps when you have tiers because you can you you, you can kind of group the tiers together and you know going back to my rule of thumb i always think there needs to be one way for the lower tier to collectively overturn a decision made by one person on the upper tier. And so if all of my supervisors agree in a different way than my manager, all the supervisors should say, hey, we're going to do this because we all agree that this is a, you know, a good decision to make. There's only one manager who disagrees, but all the supervisors agree. You know, I think that they should have a way to, uh, you know, uh, change that. Decision. The other thing, and this kind of ties into something that I was hoping to get to. So I'm gonna maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm squirreling to to, to get it <laughs> to tie in, but uh, pay scale. I think that pay scale should be also tiered with that. I agree. So, you know, if I'm a director, I should get kind of a director's salary and there should be kind of a, an expected range of director's salary. Uh, you know, managers should have, you know, an expected range of of, of what a manager's salary.
0: Uh, well, and the beauty of the tiers um, so that our listeners understand why I know why you favor them and I'm highly supportive of them is that when we have tiers, it, it takes us away from getting into the whole uh, race, sex, other issues of inequality. Yeah. Because if I hold a title um, and I'm going to be on that tier, I'm equal to everyone else on that tier, no matter male, female, ethnicity, et cetera, et cetera. It really cl- cleans up that piece of it um, so that um, we don't have to deal with that issue in the workplace. So that's that's a piece why I know you're a fan of it. Yeah, um, but why I'm highly supportive of it cause it gets away, gets us out of that, uh, issue that is, uh, killed a lot of industries, um, that have tried to skirt around it or say that, you know, no, there isn't, you know, everyone's not equal. Oh, in most cases we are. And if you're going to put them in that position,
1: that's how it's going to be. Well, the other thing that I like about tears is, um, you know, so, let's Let's go with manager tier, for example. So I've got managers above managers, I, I put directors, and below managers, I put supervisors, right? Managers should have an expertise of being managers. Like they should be fluent in you know that capacity. right, right. They should be completely familiar with everything that happens above and below them. To the point that they could step in. They don't have to be as fluent, you know, but they should be able to step in above and below them as needed, but they shouldn't go further than that. So if I'm a manager and below me, I've got supervisors and below supervisors, I've got employees, it is a mistake to think that the managers should be fluent in the jobs of the employees because... All it does is it watered waters down their capacity as a manager. Yes. And, you know, they should be fluent or they should be familiar in the jobs of the supervisor. So if a supervisor is gone that they know whether or not they should be approving time cards or, you know, they should be allowing PTO requests or, you know, dealing with whatever issues, you know, so that your supervisors can actually take a vacation. But, um, you know, trying to teach your managers to do everything just makes them very, you know, they're spread too thin and they're just not good at what they do. And we have this idea that, you know, the higher I move up in an organization that I'm supposed to be able to know how to do everything. I'm like, no, you're not supposed to know how to do everything you're supposed to know how to do your level and you should be familiar with the level above you and the level below you. I agree. And if you're at the top, if you're CEO, then the level above you is the outside world. It could be a board of directors, Correct. it could be PR, where, you know, maybe you're the one smoozing with the elected officials or dealing with, you know, other uh, you know, networking groups or things like that. That's that's how your tier is, is you know, you you still have a, a tier above you even if you're CEO.
0: Great, great counsel. Um, why don't we wrap up with? Um, oh, now I lost my thought. And that's a wrap, right? <laughs> Every once in a while, this happens, and you always give me grease. I'm like, oh, no, now I got to deal with um, hearing from Ryan after this episode ends. Oh, no, you can hear from me right now. I have no problem making fun of you right now. <laughs> See, and then you get me laughing, and then it becomes even worse. <laughs> um, God,
1: I totally lost my is thought. It, is is it just gone, gone? I mean, I know you're getting older, and uh, these these senior moments just keep happening. Well, you know, <laughs> Ethan's in his own tier. We kind of put him in a special <laughs> tier. <laughs>
0: no, it, it was something to do um, with the negative side of titles but i don't i don't remember what it was now well all right so so we're not going to wrap up with that anymore (laughs) at two in the morning when i get that
1: text from you (laughs) which is what will happen i know what it is now. (laughs) now i think i think we covered some good things um i mean there's a lot to think about when you're getting into titles and by no means was this the exhaustive checklist of everything to consider. I to me this episode was really you know hoping to put it in a different lens and say there's a lot more to a title than just slapping something on a job posting yeah, and, and, and being stuck with that. you know think about some of the unintended uh, consequences, the hidden moves uh, if you're a chess player, you know mm-hmm. every time you move one piece you're actually uh, you know developing multiple pieces. And, you know, and so a good chess player is looking at the development that's happening. And so. Oh, I remember what I was going to say is <clears throat> one thing, and maybe we ought to do this as another
0: episode, is that if I'm in an organization right now, I've been kind of growing and all of a sudden I find myself that titles are hurting my culture. What do I do? Oh. Because that, you know, we, we do see that occasionally that what do, what do I do now? Because I do do I just scrap everyone's titles? You know, and that's the questions that kind of come up. Do I re- do a complete restructure? So, and I maybe that's enough. You know, that, for that, another episode, I want to do that as
1: another episode because the other thing I want to talk about is as owners, um, you should be helping people progress. Correct. Um, and 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 you've taught me this one is. Everyone in your organization, you're trying to help them find a better job or a better Correct. position, uh, even if that's not with your company. That's right. Uh, you will end up being so much better off, and so, you know that that would be a really interesting uh, one to uh, you know to 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 do. So we'll do the next episode on on talking about kind of a you know employee progression. How to uh, help employees progress, good. and what that means with with titles. Because you know you're talking about the negative side, but there's also the positive side. Right. I mean, I've had yes. times where I've changed someone's title just so their resume looks better. <laughs> you know. That's pretty nice. <laughs> Seriously, if if they have the wrong title, mm,
0: that's true. And if they if they're growing and they're moving on, because uh, some positions, unfortunately, inside of an organization, there's no progress, no progression. There yeah. just isn't. And so if they want to progress, they need to move outside or someone say your organization unfortunately has to leave or die or something like that, which is not what you want to happen. But I agree. Yeah, great point. So, so let's add that to our docket and we'll do that sometime. That'll be great.
1: Okay. Well, that'll be fun. So I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and then look forward to uh, kind of a continuation of, uh, of maybe titles and progression uh, in the in the next one.
0: Sounds good. Thanks, everyone.